everybody. You're listening to Showing Up with Edward Terrace. And today I wanted to dive into one of the experiences that my significant other and I had. That's a great lesson I thought I would share with everybody. Now, for anybody that's new to the show, uh, once in a while I record my podcast from home. And sometimes I record it on my way onto an appointment when there's something so passionate that I need to talk about. So if the audio is not the best sometimes, that's why. And there's two people before I started the show that I did want to reference because I took some lessons that I've learned, and I did not want to not highlight uh, these two individuals. Uh, two women that have been a, a great influence in my life is, one, Elizabeth Stroot. She's a professor of psychology from my alma mater, Lakeland University, formerly Lakeland College. And I referenced one of her lessons that she had with me or with our class uh, back in college many years ago. And uh, another woman by the name, never met this woman, but uh, Esther Perel. She has a podcast called Where Should We Begin? And she is a psychotherapist. Thank you so much for coming back to the show and enjoy. So just as of recently, not just as of recently, but another moment in my relationship with my significant other, we had uh, one of those, you know, one of those confrontations that you have with your significant other, something that you discover that makes the other person not feel so good. We always have those moments. And I have those moments with Megan that I've had to, uh, I've had to overcome and I've had to learn how not to do certain things or how I need to do certain things so that she doesn't feel a certain way. And whenever it's on the other side, so you guys know my significant other, Megan, uh, such a beautiful, beautiful soul. She's such a beautiful person. And whenever it's the flip of the coin and, and, and she maybe does something that doesn't make me feel so good, she strives for perfection so much to the point that I know whenever we have a tough moment, she, she believes that you know, maybe there'd be somebody else that would be better for me, that would make me happier. And she just wants, she wants me to be so happy that if, if she needed to let me go so that I could be happier, she'd be okay with it. She wouldn't be happy about it, but that's what she wants so much. And when you hear that, you're like, wow, that, that is the person that is meant for you. Like if they love you so much that they're willing to let you go, uh, that is, that's the person. And I don't think I've ever said that to her, but that's what I, I really believe. And we're in this tough moment. And something that I bring up to her is basically that striving, expecting perfection out of a relationship is, is crazy. It's just, it's so unrealistic. And I wanted to bring this up today because I was like, you know, there's probably people that when they have a tough moment in a relationship of theirs, they think that it's over. There's a psychologist that I listen to, and I, I really wish that I memorized her name already. But essentially, if you look up the podcast, Where Do We Begin? I, I believe the woman's name is Esther, uh, Esther Perel. Uh, Esther Perez. But if you look up psychologist, relationship psychologist Esther, uh, I'm sure you can find it. But she specifically talks about how when people are married and they have this one bad moment, that it's over. Too often. 
and they don't look at the relationship as a whole. So I was speaking to Megan yesterday and she was having a tough moment with something that made me feel bad. And I asked her, you know, we've been together seven years and I really wanted to put it into perspective. I said, babe, how many days have we been together? I mean, we've probably been together 2,600 days. A couple bad days does not ruin the relationship. And expecting yourself to be perfect, it's not only impractical, but it's going to depress you. And I, I don't think it's a bad quality. No, like she's such a good person. She wants everybody to be happy that this is something she often struggles with. And that is something that I, I asked her to repeat, to affirm to herself. I said, babe, I, I say it all the time, but maybe it would be helpful if you said it. And I'm not claiming, I'm not like a relationship psychologist. I'm just sharing with you what helps me in those moments with my significant other and what I say to myself and which is why I said this to her. Uh, trial. This is trial by fire, my friends. We've been together for seven years. It's, it hasn't been perfect, but we're, we're working towards that. That's all we can ever ask for. And I said, babe, can you say this to yourself? A couple bad days out of thousands does not ruin the relationship. And she repeated it to herself. And I said, when we're, we get in those moments and you expect yourself to be perfect, could you repeat that to yourself in your head? Just try it out. See how it does for you. And, and she said she would. and Because it, it's not like I'm mad at her for or I'm holding a grudge about what made me feel bad. I'm not uh, belittling her. We're working through those moments together. And I think that... I, I think about why do we choose to be in a relationship with somebody? Or maybe why should we? I'm not stating this is why you should, but I think that it brings great perspective is that you can have great moments and good moments with anybody. That I know. But it's the hard times is what, when you look at those relationships that have lasted a long time, is that why have those people been together so long? It's not because they deal with the good moments well together. It's because they deal with the bad moments well together. And something that, you know, when when she strives for perfection so much to the point where she, you know, thinks that maybe I should be with somebody else, I always, you know, then I start to talk about what it would be like with somebody else. And this is always the example that I bring up is, babe, it doesn't matter who you would be with or who I would be with if it wasn't us. There's always going to be issues. doesn't matter who you decide to be with in life, my friends. You're going to have issues. You have to accept that. And it's something I've, I have accepted uh, because uh, it's just inevitable. And I said, babe, it doesn't matter. I'm always going to have issues, but I want to be with you because I know whatever issue comes up that you and I can work through it together. Expect a bump in the road. Expect to have like many failures along the way. And I said, you know, our relationship, when we have those tough minor issues, it's, we're not failing our relationship. That's a relationship. And 
I don't want to, you know, she is the best teammate that I could possibly find. And I think that as I've gotten older, I've developed in my professional life, you know, very often, especially when we're younger, uh, especially when you're a young guy, uh, people will base the relationship off of the, there's this concept that I learned from one of my psychology professors. Uh, she was a relationship counselor and, ah, uh, oh, I'm so sad that I don't remember her name. Maybe I'll put it in the intro here or once I end the podcast and I look up her name, but she was one of my professors for like years, but she taught me about, I believe it was the concept or maybe it was a different professor. Anyway, I'm rambling on here. Uh, we talked about two types of happiness. We talked about hedonic happiness and eudaimonic happiness. This is something I always bring up. I always bring it up with my friends, my family, and to myself. And the reason that I bring it up when I'm referencing choosing a relationship, especially at a younger age, is people get into a relationship a lot of times because of the very like primal instincts that we have, the hedonic happiness of like sex. Uh, sexual experiences very often can be something that gets us into a relationship, but it is not something that keeps us in the relationship. And that is the, the hedonic, the very short-term high, like winning the lottery or uh, doing something that brings you short-term joy. It is not something that when you get older, that is what you want in a relationship. When we get older, oftentimes things change. And I have friends who were in a relationship with somebody back in the day that they decided not to be with. And I understood that someday that woman that he was with would have the qualities and be the person that he would need and want later in his life. Not at the time for his young 17-year-old hedonic brain. And I think that's, of course, why when women develop, and, and I don't have the study in front of me, this is just common knowledge or common things that people talk about is that let's say uh, you see a younger woman with an older man is often because she's at that next stage of life where she wants eudaimonic happiness. And I'm not saying that a man can't get to that point in time earlier, but it's just the concept that we often see in our society is, is that they're looking for that long-term happiness. And typically, the things that we should be doing for a good, sustainable life uh, are not the things that we do. And when we're in rough patches, we're often doing the things that provide us short-term happiness. It's like taking your money and spending it on something that's going to bring you joy uh, in that short moment rather than you know, working on paying off your debts, which is definitely the next podcast that I want to talk about because it's something Megan and I are working towards. Uh, Megan, for me, is eudaimonic happiness. Of course, we have our hedonic moments. Everybody has hedonic moments. But for her, uh, she is my hedonic. She is absolutely my eudaimonic. And I think that, you know, that was something I needed to remind her of is that just because in the moments we're not having those short-term uh, highs, it doesn't mean that I don't believe 
and know that she is the person that I want to have long term. To kind of wrap up this podcast, because I don't want to go too long here, is when we pick a partner, when we have somebody and we refer back to choosing a relationship and not based on the good times, look at the good times as the hedonic. And then look at the bad times, the continuous, the repetitive repetitive things that you're going to have to continuously work on. Uh, because as my... Uh, my uh, my friend Jen Trapp's father, Steve Volker, once told me before my good friends there got married, is that your relationship with blank will always be changing because they will always be growing. So you're always going to have things you're going to have to work on. Base your life and your relationship, and I'm paraphrasing here, and combining it with what I'm bringing to you today in my podcast, my own experience, Base it on the things you're going to have to work on and the teammate that you want to have in your life. And can you work on those things continuously to bring you unimonic happiness? That needs to be the focus. Uh, Everything else, you can have those happy moments with anybody. But focus on those long-term happiness and having a teammate who's going to go through it. Because, babe, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know when you're going to listen to this. But... uh, you know you're the long-term teammate. You know that you're my my uh, my long-term happiness, and uh, we'll figure out the rest. I love you so much, and for anybody that's you know struggling with their partner, maybe you know this is something that you can share with them. Again, I'm not a relationship psychologist. I'm just a guy that's gone through a relationship for seven you know plus years now, and I'm sharing my 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 trials by fire with you. Uh, I love you all. I'll see you on the next one.